Welcome to the Nanalyze podcast. We are a boutique media and research firm specializing in disruptive innovation. Visit nanalyze.com for more details. Can Miso Robotics Thrive is the title of today's presentation. One of the things they teach you in B school is that the goal of every business is simply to survive. What ends up happening is that you'll have companies sometimes that do nothing but survive for decades and string their investors along. So if you're a tech investor that's looking at an interesting story, you want to make sure that a company has traction before you invest in it. And you also don't want to invest before there's liquidity. So let's talk about some bad ideas. Uh, in order of the worst idea, starting with ICOs, these are what's called initial coin offerings. They've um, pretty much vanished because they were all rubbish. This is where you would purchase a token, who knows why, that you could use to buy a product or service once it was built. And all you needed to have an ICO is a simple piece of paper called a white paper. And uh, essentially, it just generated loads of scams. Prior to this was crowdfunding. This was a little bit better of an idea in that you purchased a product before it was built, uh, still pretty bad. Uh, in the worst case scenario, there were uh, scammers who would squander the money on toys. And in the very best uh, or very rarest of circumstances, you would have a product that was delivered to the people that paid for it at the price they paid for with the functionality that was agreed upon at the time that was agreed upon. But in, in most cases, it just gave some entrepreneurs an opportunity to play founder and string their customers along who are all waiting for a product that uh, wasn't getting delivered. Then you have equity crowdfunding. This is where you purchase shares of a company before there's a market. So they're not publicly traded. You can't sell those shares for anything. And if you're an investor in Miso Robotics, that's where you sit. We went to their website today. And of course, as is the case with most equity crowdfunding firms, they're always raising money. And here you can express your interest. Uh, look at how vague this is. So you can buy something at $5 per share and you put your information in there and we weren't led to any collateral that would describe what we're actually investing in. The most information we were able to find was a September 2022 filing with the SEC, which we're going to talk about. Now, I wanted to touch on my love for restaurants. And if there's anybody here that works in restaurants, uh, I wanted to just drop a few items. Even if you don't, these are very interesting. So maybe one of the best books about restaurants ever, Kitchen Confidential here with Bourdain, um, that uh, opened the world's eyes to what working in a restaurant is like. I worked in restaurants for five or six years, back of the house, mainly front of the house as a waiter. And this movie here, Boiling Point, might be one of the top films I've ever seen. It's a relatively new release, and it was filmed in one take the entire movie, and it is spectacular. It's so well done, and I highly recommend that to everybody, especially if you've worked in a restaurant. So let's talk about the hospitality business. So almost 15 million Americans work in tourism and hospitality. It's the fifth largest industry in the country, and of that, about a third are employed in fast food restaurants as of 2023. And in these restaurants, cooks specifically account for 60% of the total wage expense for a restaurant. Now, when we first heard about Miso Robotics, it had to do with Flippy. This was a quote-unquote robot they had that was flipping burgers. And you can see here in this picture a robotic arm, and then there's the grill, and it's 
flipping burgers and whatnot. And here on the right is a breakdown of a McDonald's. It's quite interesting what their what the average U.S. McDonald's franchise is. You can see 24% of the costs there relating to labor. So we, at the time we saw this robot flipping burgers, I did a piece here, and I'll link to it in the description of this video along with this other piece where we looked at McDonald's using AI in their drive through which they do now to take orders. And here, this piece on why McDonald's may never use robots to flip burgers. Our assumption there was that for most franchises, uh, McDonald's makes money on the franchise fees uh, they charge, and they take a cut of sales. So McDonald's isn't necessarily incented to start investing in robots to lower labor costs. Uh, they wouldn't stand to benefit from that, though the operators certainly may be interested in things like that. Um, you look at McDonald's strategy, we're investors. We've been invested in McDonald's for a very long time. It's an excellent stock. It's a dividend growth stock, of course. And here you can see the CEO of McDonald's. He said this in an earnings call this year. He said, the idea of robots and all those things, while it maybe is great for garnering headlines, it's not practical in the vast majority of restaurants. That's very important. That theme is something that we see consistently when companies start to develop robotics, let's say, solutions looking for a problem. Here you can see what uh, Miso Robotics is offering now. So they've pivoted away from the burger flipping. Now there you can see in the upper left there a robotic arm handling a fryer, and on the right something similar. And then on the lower right you can see this beverage dispenser they have. Uh, a, this is supposed to use AI for all kinds of things, but you see similar beverage dispensers at McDonald's, and they seem to work quite well. And then you have this uh, Cookrite AI-powered sensor systems. Well, the main, say, the core offering from Miso Robotics at the moment is Flippy 2. And here you can see this robotic arm placing food in a basket, and it says... Team members simply place food in an auto bin, and Flippy 2 will fry it to perfection every time. And on the right here, you can see how they claim that companies will benefit from this. So the cost of labor, $4,400 before Flippy, $3,000 after, and this is robotics as a service. Now, when we start looking at the investment opportunity here, there are some questions that get raised, and we weren't the only ones asking questions. Uh, if you go to the SEC database, you can find some letters that were uh, communicated between Miso Robotics and the SEC. Uh, Miso was questioned about a commercial contract with a value of $11 million with Caliburger. We're going to touch on that. Uh, that firm and Compass Group were related parties. They were queried about that, along with their media impressions of Flippy and how those were measured. And uh, here, asked how pre-money valuation of $80 million is consistent with financial statements. So these are all questions that the company answered. But when you start to dig, and you know we've seen mention of this firm uh, dabbling, they always talk about Jack in the Box and Chipotle and Cali Burger and all these White Castles, all these uh, fast food joints that they're working with, yet we'd ask the question, where's the money? So what happened to Cali Burger exactly? What, I'm not sure if this question's ever been raised to the CEO in one of their Q&A sessions. Uh, in November of 2019, they signed this contract, and this is taken verbatim from their 10K, or sorry, their filing document that they made on September of 2022. 
So they signed a contract with Cali Burger worth up to $11 million. The contract is for the rollout of 100 flippies across 50 Cali Burger locations, and they had deployed two flippies. It says, Flippy currently only supports the fryer, and as of the date of this offering, is installed in four Cali Burger locations. So two questions. First of all, whatever happened to this contract and this big rollout that was supposed to happen? And two, why do you have four installations when you're not... Over the time from 2019 until now, they haven't realized any meaningful revenue. And if they did last year, that remains to be seen because we don't have access to the information we need to know what their financials are like for 2022. The latest document they filed with the SEC only covers 2020 and 2021. So if you go to their latest 2023 shareholder presentation, rather annoying, their CEO talks for 42 minutes straight. So you can just go right to the transcript. Be nice if you put up any sort of a deck or provided investors with any sort of hard numbers. He talks about uh, the company being a ways away from IPO. Uh, Correctly, he states they need predictable revenue pace, implying that they're a ways away from having predictable revenue pace that would justify an IPO. Uh, They're just now getting to commercialization. Even though if you go back all the way to 2018 and all that media from CNN and BBC and all these articles talking about how they're deploying with these fast food companies, five years later, now we're just getting to commercialization. Okay, fine. Uh, He talks about how the worker enters into a tablet on Flippy the order, and then that gets processed by the robot, and that it's more efficient to have point-of-sale integration, indeed, and most customers don't need that yet. So the idea would be that once the customer orders, then the fries go down. He talks about 27 different tasks they can automate in the back of the house, and there's a concern there around how they've sort of expanded their offering. And he cautioned and said, well, we're not going to become too broad in our focus. And indeed, they've already started doing that with their drinks machine. But let's just focus on that that fry machine, which seems to be what they plan on selling. Uh, he says they have a leadership position. Uh, and again, you need to ask if perhaps other companies aren't doing this for a reason. Uh, he said that, correctly said, spreading their focus is harmful to the company. And that they need to bring their products to market and monetize them. You sure do. So one of the feathers in the company's cap this year would be their announcement of an investment by Ecolab. This is a dividend champion that uh, it's quite a good company, and they invested $15 million. As part of this financing, Miso can now sell up to $55 million of stock. And this raises some questions. At what valuation did this investment occur? What was the dilution impact on current investors? So this just points at all the basic things we need as investors to make an investment decision here, like basic financials for 2022. What's your burn rate? When are revenues going to start? Do you have a positive gross margin? So they're going to sell this thing for $3,000 a month. And presumably, once they start getting enough of those deployed, they'll have a positive gross margin. Shares outstanding. What's the dilution with this institutional raise? What are you valued at? Liquidity. That's your biggest problem. If you're somebody that invested in this company pre-IPO, that your shares are worthless unless you can find somebody to purchase those from you on a secondary market. And I'm not privy to those exchanges to know whether or not there's any liquidity, but in most cases, there isn't. So if you look at the latest circular, as I said, September of last year, 
they stayed here, and this is absolutely right. Our partnership with brands such as Chipotle, Panera, Inspire Brands, and White Castle do not obligate those partners to purchase any of the company's robots. And it's rather annoying. They talked about this $11 million contract that never went anywhere. And the SEC was also questioning that, as they rightly should. And they say that, you know, they may never realized revenues from the $100 million they spent so far developing this robotic arm. And that you can see here all the financials that we have from the company and that these were largely consulting fees that will no longer, it says, non-recurring revenues from robotics consulting services. These will uh, no longer register as revenues. They stopped doing that. And they say here, we expect to see increased revenue from these White Castle deployments in the second half of 2022. Great. Show us the financials for 2022 so we can see if that happened. Some critics say that trying to address the French fry operation with a robotic arm is the equivalent of building a humanoid robot to drive a car. That's not the approach that you would take. You might take a lot different approach if you're using first principles thinking. So one of the things we could do is look at Asia to see, in particular Japan, what robotics solutions are being used in restaurants. I took this picture on the left here in Tokyo at a restaurant, a fast food more or less a fast food restaurant, kind of like the Denny's here in the States. And this robot delivers food to your table. That's not uncommon. On the right, that picture was taken at a hotel in Shanghai at a nice restaurant in this hotel. You can see the cute little kitten delivering food there. Uh, that was, uh, I believe, to a banquet room. So the idea of using robots to deliver food to tables and rooms seems to be taking off in Asia. And I also did some cursory research on robotics in the fry space. And I don't know how many of you know this. It's remarkable. The Japanese go crazy about KFC for Christmas time. So the story goes that some uh, Japanese fellow overheard an American saying that he really missed turkey on Christmas. And he said, well, uh, chicken's the next best thing. So he started promoting chicken for Christmas and the, China, or the uh, Japanese loved it. And you can start pre-ordering buckets of KFC in November for Christmas because the demand, the lines will go around the block. So it's a little side note there. But uh, KFC, they're working with this uh, Japanese startup called Tech Magic. This fry bot you see here will manage fry feeding, frying, bagging, storing, and arranging the French fries. Again, going back to that comment about using first principles thinking to design the equipment used in these fast food restaurants to optimize your operation. You can bet that somebody is looking at that sort of stuff. Whoever sells equipment to McDonald's is certainly thinking about these things. So as we said, the goal of every business is to survive. Miso Robotics is doing that. You've probably seen their ads. One of our uh, paying subscribers brought this company to our attention. Certainly, we'd seen enough ads about it. We've talked about the, uh, this company before, but we thought we'd do a video and deep dive a little more into their operation. So simple value propositions, you know, robotics and McDonald's can attract retail money for a long time. But we'd ask the question, is this a solution looking for a problem? Miso needs to start generating revenue from their robots. That's all you should care about. They need to show traction. Equity crowdfunding ventures, from our perspective, are not compelling ever. Don't invest in any venture, especially, doesn't matter what type of venture it is, unless there's full financial transparency. We'd never invest in Miso Robotics. Now, I've put up another video here that you might find interesting, but before you click that, please click the Nanalyze logo on the right. Subscribe to our channel. Thanks so much for taking the time to watch this today. Thank you for listening to the Nanalyze podcast. 
If you found this information useful, please share this episode with a friend. This helps us to continue to provide thorough research for you. Want more research like this? Want to know what we're invested in and what stocks we're avoiding? Head to nanalyze.com and consider becoming a premium annual subscriber to get access to premium articles, webinars, and our extensive tech stock catalog. Thank you for your time.